0: Hello and welcome once again to the Chelsea Podcast. I'm Chaz. Pleased to be back with you. And of course, as ever, I have the magnificent Mooch with me. How are you, mate? Oi, oi.
2: Yeah, I'm good, mate. Yeah, it all <laughs>
0: seems a little bit shinier, doesn't it? You
2: yeah, lo- lo- yeah, these, these midweek records are always uh easier to do when, when there's a, a W on the weekend.
0: <laughs> <laughs> well, everything's easy to do when there's a W W on the weekend, if truth be yeah. told. I mean, like yeah. getting out of bleeding bed. Um yeah, it was uh, nice to be able to enjoy a uh, a full weekend without any without any deepening of the misery. Um, <laughs> yeah, we're back on to talk about the uh, Sheffield United game on Saturday. And with us tonight, um, I'm uh, very pleased to bring on board uh, a season ticket holder of some 25 years. And he's been going a lot longer than that. And a very dear friend of mine, Mr. Jack Riley. Jack, how are you doing, mate? Not too bad at
1: all, sir. Thank you. Thanks for having me on.
0: Yeah, you're very welcome. Thanks so much for joining us. Um so just before we go on, for m- many people won't know you, but um talk about your your background with Chelsea. Where where did
1: you where did it all start for you? Um I was lucky enough to be uh, born and raised in some St. Burnaby Street in the Lots Road sort of area, just by the power station and where the mm. before the harbour they even existed and all that sort of thing. Um and uh, I sort of joke to people because you know what? Well, since we've been good, it's like, oh, yeah, how long you've been a Chelsea fan, eh, hey? glory hunter? I sort of joke now that my old man was Chelsea, my two older brothers were Chelsea, all the kids at school were Chelsea, all my neighbours were Chelsea, and conformity has never paid off so handsomely. <laughs> and then we've had the past couple of seasons, and that joke runs a bit dry. But um, <laughs> <laughs> it's and, all going to come good again, mate. It's all cyclical. Oh, God, one, one can only hope. Yeah. Um. And then in terms of sort of coming into the matches, I remember being sort of last sort of year of primary school, a couple of boys said, oh, we're going to go become Chelsea members. This was October 84. And I said, oh, OK, then, yeah, I'll join you for that. And they went for about one or two seasons, and I've been coming ever since, really. That was about the same time I first became a member as
0: well. well there we go. Um. So uh, what did you make of this weekend's offering? I mean... um. Obviously, we spoke about it briefly after the game. But, yeah. um, I mean, uh, I suppose a win's a win, really, more than anything else, isn't
1: it? I mean, you can only beat what's put in front of you. I mean, yeah. um, you'd th- we'd like to think that with a team that come along and played pretty poorly, I mean, like a couple of people around me in the West, uh, so in the halfway line of the West Lower, a couple of people around were saying this is a poorer team as we've seen at the bridge for, for quite some time. So in one sense... Two 0 feels a bit um, shortchanged, and you sort of the beginning you know, was the it was it a good enough performance and whatnot. But then we've played sort of uh, uh, teams as equally bad, and then somehow lost. So yeah. a win's a win. You just got to you just got to take what's there, as it were.
0: Yeah, and I think there was uh, you know we'll come on the game more as a whole in a minute. But I think there was enough there certainly in the second half that mm. you know even the uh, uh, the most miserable old bastards would hopefully have. Um, Walked away with a smile on their face. Um, but uh the first thing that that um going back to the very start, I suppose the first thing that um stood out to me was their starting lineup. Uh, it was a very obvious 4231, which we've been talking about on the show for the last couple of weeks. And uh, Mooch no start for Enzo. No.
2: Um
0: yeah, I mean, um, uh, what was what did you make of that?
2: Um, I think it's uh th- it's a it's a it's a decision the coach has made because he's not been doing uh one of his primary tasks which is to sort of progress the ball to the strikers in the final third and uh it, he should be doing that more he should be getting more assists he should be uh creating more and and, and we've not been doing that so
0: mm. um So i mean i, I um, you know there was always the I suppose there's an argument to say that it might just be, and I'm sure he would say in public, I've just given him a rest, or this, that, and the other. There's been no sort of obvious criticism of him. But I mean, when we play in this formation, or if we if we're going to continue playing in this formation going forward, somebody is going to dip out. Um, and I don't suppose it will be Enzo, simply because of how much we've we've paid for him. Um, but do you think it was possibly Jack a little kind of a nudge on behalf of uh pot should to say you know pick pick just pick your game up son you know you,
1: you're not guaranteed a spot mm. I mean first of all in terms of the about the formation I think that we should play the four two three one one more regularly when we're playing these lower block sides we want to have the extra attacker in a bit of that whether it's creativity or speed or whatever you know particular uh, facet of the game we want to utilise at that point, there's no point in having three sort of central midfielders against a Sheffield United, a Lute, and a, you know, these sorts of teams. So it's welcome to sort of see that. Um, obviously, against sort of more quality opposition, we'll probably want to go three in midfield. In terms of dropping Enzo, it's um, it probably is the case of a, a bit of everything. He's, he's no doubt there's got to be rotation. It's like eight games in December, I think it is. Everybody plays all in a sort of packed schedule when the weather's uh, uh, getting bad and more risk of injury. So I think all of them are going to get a rest at some point. And maybe this was the game he decided we could do without Enzo. But on the other hand, I mean, he's, um, you know, he's doing all right, but you don't pay 107 million for all right, do you? And that's, the, <laughs> that's where he's, he's probably sort of saying, look, you know, you kind of are expendable at the moment, mate, so you've got to back up your game a bit if you want to make me, you make yourself undroppable.
0: Yeah, absolutely. And I think, uh, you know, I, I hope he does respond. And it's what was quite interesting was to note that it was a year on from the World Cup final today. Mm. And it's, to come from that and to, to being dropped against Sheffield tonight, it must be a bit of a comeback <laughs> for the poor lad. But yeah, I, I mean,
2: think... I think ahead. it's also interesting that, uh, especially, and I, I know we might talk, touch on this a little bit later... But the fact that Connor wasn't dropped, and some of the language that Poch has been uh, sort of the coded sort of uh, uh, messages that you know he may be sold because the sporting directors see this as a pure profit sort of uh, uh, transaction. Um, but I Poch doesn't want him to go. You know, he's he's started pretty much every game. Uh, uh, and played like the 90 minutes for pretty much every game, apart from the ones he might have had to leave early for. <laughs> but <laughs> but, um, but he's, a, he's a player that Poch likes. He's a he's a, a player that um, uh, he thinks we should have uh, in the team. And it's the type of player that we need in the team at the moment, a, a dynamo uh, who, who gives us all. And dropping your, you know, star player or your £100 million midfielder and keeping... Connor in is a clear message to the board right cool don't sell this guy
0: it's a very good point and um you know I couldn't agree with you more I think you know there was numerous people uh from various outlets including um the gentleman of match of the day saying that he's been now Palmer has been our most significant player um this season and and I, this again, it's not having a go at Palmer. <laughs> Here we go. <laughs> it's not having a go at Palmer. I think Palmer's having a great season. But I think the one player that you know has been has been absolutely has been an eight every game. Admittedly, he got himself sent off, but you know he's been an eight every game. He's been absolutely trying to make things happen every game. It has been Connor, and I think uh, I hope you're right. And as you say, all the language coming out from um, all the language coming from Potch is definitely you know don't sell him, and all the language from. The fan base as well you know that, nobody in the fan base wants to see go, and I think it would be really would be the last straw if he were to um having said all that and having lauded him to the skies I mean I again watching the game back uh on the website after having been there uh again I'd probably calm down I got a better view of it this that and the other but the thing I kept thinking to myself um, after the first half was: I've never seen a team dominate one half of football so much, and yet not look anywhere near getting close to scoring a goal. I mean, I, I had what? What did you make of that first half? It was because it was clearly we were clearly we weren't really at any point in any kind of threat, but. My God, we made hard work of it, didn't we?
2: I think we had 80% of possession in the first half. Mm. And uh, four, was it four shots on goal, one on target? It was frustrating. It was the, the story of the season so far. It was, okay, cool, we, we can keep the ball, we can knock it about, but when it gets to the business end, it just stifles out. And, and <laughs> uh, stuck with doing what, what most teams of that level will be doing against us and just putting players behind the ball and trying to hang into the game. And, and, it, and it, it would have worked if if we hadn't have made a breakthrough <laughs> in, in the second half, because we would have been at panic stations again and we're mm. going to need to figure out how to unlock these teams with all this possession uh, sooner and relieve that pressure and 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 be a bit more confident.
0: Uh, unlike previous games, you know, I, gr- I agree, um, but unlike some of the previous games where, we failed to break through the, the low block. I don't really strongly feel like that was down to that was at least fifty percent down to Sheffield United being really good. I mean, I thought, I, Jack. I don't know about you, mate, because I'm because I'm I'm at the I'm at the back of the Matthew Harding lower. So I'm, I suppose that I'm slightly elevated, and I know you're a, you've got less of a mm. you've got less you're you're less high up in the West End, but the movement for me, seemed to be so poor in our front four. There were so many times where, and this has been said by by people in, among our friends, that um, quite often when the ball gets to Thiago Silva, he'll stop, he'll almost stop. Uh, he'll have a little look, he'll stop, and then everything will slow down and he'll pass the ball sideways. And in our little friendship group, he's taken a bit of stick for that from one or two people. But I actually think it's because the movement in front of him so often is so poor. And in the first half, I just felt like, lads, you've got to try and get yourself into some kind of space and you're just not doing it. Is that the sense that you got or, I I don't know. I mean, as I say, from where I was sat, that seemed to be the case for me. There was a lot, it was getting very tense.
1: We Um, did make that comment in the West and mm. um, that goes to pace of play. And again, the amount of times then when you're saying like Silver picks up the ball or, or someone like that, then when they have to look up and there's nobody moving, and then they pass it sideways, that just gives the defence time to get back, get in front of the ball, and, you know, we're not turning them around, we're not making them run at their own goal, we're not going to sort of necessarily get that early ball in and take those chances, and a couple of things about that is, I mean, obviously, first of all, the movement is bad, and it was, said we were grumbling about it in the West, Um, and... I don't. I think we're because we're a bit shy on confidence and a bit young. Everybody's trying to play the percentage ball, and it feels a bit like, uh, at times, uh, dare I say, a sorry ball in the latter stages of the Tuchel area, where we were just passing sideways for no particular reason. And it's like the goal's over there when you know when you're actually going to move the ball forward. And so, yeah, it. it and I, sometimes I wonder if it's like a self-fulfilling prophecy because the amount of times I have seen people making runs. Maybe yeah, not so much in that first half, but certainly second half and other games during the season, the past couple of years, someone makes a run and nobody passes to them. Mm. And then they think, well, sod that, I'm not going to make the run then. But then when they look up, that person's not making the run, so the pass isn't. You know, which 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 has it's to come, come first? first yeah. break. I mean,
0: um, you, you you alluded to confidence as well, and um, that was one thing I did think is that, and you know, I think Jack makes a very good point. You know, playing the percentage pass comes from and yeah obviously we want to you know given especially given how some of our passing has been obviously Mm -hmm. we want to maintain possession that's got to be the first uh you know the first thing that you sort of you keep safe but do you think it's a confidence issue do you think it's about this team sort of you know having had a few knockbacks that it's not they there's no there's no one wanting to make uh there's no one really wanting to sort of risk a kind of even even in their th- the final third, no one really wanted to risk a big error. Certainly not in the middle of the park, anyway.
2: Well, I think it's. I feel the only player who is playing with that confidence is Cole Palmer, and he's he's the only one who's who's willing to sort of like uh, make that pass, but also take on players. Sterling can take on players. He's not really going to play that sort of uh, sidling pass. Uh, Enzo, i just i don't know I just don't know why he's not been playing the ball forward i don't I don't know why I, I, Connor you know I, I feel he, he's he, I, want, I want to see him take more shots um i I just don't know if it's 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 the lack of confidence or the lack of playing together mm.
0: um,
2: yeah that's true yeah. you know and and, and, and but, but then again that front five has played a lot of games together. Now we're halfway through the season. There's not been a crazy amount of changes uh, from from the midfield uh, and and you know the front three with um, Jackson, Sterling, and and uh, uh, and Cole Palmer. You know, there's a, Mudrick's made a couple of appearances, yeah. and, but generally it's the, it's the same sort of team. I
1: mean, I so did I'm think not, that. Even I to, did... uh, if I can interrupt you there, Chaz. Oh, if, yeah. it, even today, it's like they do they not talk to each other on the training pitch. Mm. I mean, surely it should be like. I mean, like the, the, the people I always use as a, an example of it all becoming a self-fulfilling prophecy was uh, uh, York, Cole and Beckham. Whenever Beckham picked up the ball, he'd take two touches and he'd pump it towards a penalty spot. He didn't look up half the time because he knew that Cole or York was going to be there. And consequently, whenever he picked up the ball, either one of them who was ever closest gone tearing towards a penalty spot because they know he's going to pump in an early ball. And... But that's obviously then being built up on the training ground. So these guys are not saying, look, as soon as you pick up the ball, I'm going to run near post. Be looking for me there. Or or, or whatever, you know. I'll say this. I will say this.
0: And I mentioned it in the notes. I don't know what you think of it. But um, I think, you know, Nicholas Jackson's had a lot of stick this season. Some of it has been deserved. Uh, Quite a lot of it has been deserved, in fact. But Mm. I felt he was always... Moving, he was always looking to make a little run inside, you know. And if he had got the ball, it might not have come to anything, but he was always trying to lose a marker, he was always trying to find a little bit of space. And there wasn't that much, there weren't that many other players trying to do that. Um, Mudrick did it with his pace a couple of times, Palmer did do a little shimmy and a run a couple of times. I, I thought he didn't have a, uh, you know, I, I didn't think anyone had a, a particularly outstanding first half. Um, but, yeah, I mean, I, I just thought that Jackson was sort of doing the kind of movement <coughs> that I would expect from the team as a whole. He was looking to make those kind of little darting runs that, you know, that would have been, you know, the sort of Cole and, York, Cole and
1: York-esque runs of the past. Um Trouble is I just if you played to... it to him, he'd probably take six touches <laughs> in the box and fall over. Yeah. Um, so because I've I've been pretty harsh on him. Uh, you know, I always sort of say when new player comes in, particularly from a different league and this, that, the other, so you've got to give them a the first season, they're likely to be crap. Um, and it's really second season up in which you judge them. And I look at, say, Mudrick, I see he's running around, I can sort of see why uh, people were interested in him and he might be able to come good, etc. And I look at Jackson and I'm kind of not seeing it. I d I don't really see that he's ever going to uh, come good in the way that we want him to. I hope I'm wrong on that, obviously. Mm. Um, but, I mean, one of the things I think he could definitely benefit from, there was when Carlo was in charge of um, Everton and he had uh, Calvert-Lewin and he said to him, look, you keep taking too many touches in the box. So I had a great striker and he ever took one touch in the box in Zaghi. And that was just when Calvert-Lewin then suddenly went great, got into the England team before then the litany of injuries has made him be rubbish again. But I was thinking if he could just have that one conversation with Carlo and say, like, one touch shoot, hopefully, yeah, yeah. He, then it could, you know, it, hopefully it'd be that much
0: better. I mean, I think the other thing you have to bear in mind as well is that it, you know, he probably wouldn't have expected to be our no. kind of he, he wouldn't have expected to be, you know, our one lone striker, mm. one central spearhead striker, uh, at the beginning of the season. Certainly after um you know uh, what had happened in the preseason. He would have been playing off Ngunku or, or you know, like going a bit wider. <coughs> and he did do that a bit in the second half, didn't he? And, mm. and probably contributed a little bit more. But um,
2: it's interesting to hear his interview. Uh, did he did an interview with in the in the standards? Um, yeah, where, I read a couple of the quotes. Yeah, we're, we're, which I like. I like the fact that it's not just boring. And and he's and he's for anyone who's not seen it, he's basically said, "I think I'm doing okay." And essentially, if uh, if if you think I'm doing shit, you don't know football. Uh, <laughs> and the the players uh, and the the criticism that I'm uh, and the and the the feedback that I'm listening to is from one person, and that's the manager. Uh, and, you know, it, it's, it's never an easy job uh, to, to be a, a striker or, or a, a player here at, at Chelsea. There's lots of players who've, who've uh, listened, who, who've, who people have shat on. Uh, the the fans and and the media have said okay you're not cutting a mustard, and they've gone on to, to huge things, namely Mo Salah and. Uh, yeah, De Bruyne. He talked about those two, didn't he? he yeah. Talked about those two, um, <laughs> putting himself in in, in yeah, <laughs> so but but you know he's backed himself. Uh, the coach good. is backing him, and I I hope he can he can back up uh, his mouth and and he can come good with it. I'd love but him like, to. Yeah.
0: yeah, I mean I love the attitude, and I think he's a you know he seems to be. The, the the impression you get from him, he's a sweet bloke, and he's usually got a smile on his face, and you know he wants to do well. So let's see if he turns it around. And in fairness to him, you know, he's possibly not getting the ball as much when he wants it, where he would like it, etc., cetera, etc. Cetera. And I'm not saying that he's that's entirely. You know, he's entirely blameless in that. He needs to be making the right run at the right time. But, um, you know, there's a combination of things and maybe we're not quite seeing the best of him yet. But I take your point, Jack. Uh, you know, clearly there are players who've come into this side and have made more of an immediate impact. Having said that, he's our top scorer. So, um, hmm. uh, whatever you know, whichever way you slice it, he is. Um, Let's have a look at the... So the tweak, the, the, the much-vaunted tweak that Poch made at half-time, it did seem to really change things. I mean, I, I've I've said on air a, a number of times that I've always thought that Palmer is better as a number 10, but actually moving him out wide um, seemed to galvanise him, really. And I think Sterling had a a, a a much better game in the second half too. Um, so one up to Poch. Should we, you
1: know, the Poch out crew should be silenced for another week? <laughs> Um, I, I think yeah, chalk it up to Poch. I mean, I'm quick enough to get on his back when he doesn't make changes uh, in certain games, and uh, you know, when it seems obvious from the stands that there's something happening in the game, someone's not having a good game, and whatnot. So when he actually does something and it works, you've got to give the people, um, uh, the person in uh, the the other end of it, and, and give them the credit. I mean, and one of the mm-hmm. things you know, you're saying like the Poch out crew, I'm um, very much not one of those because it's I think. He's only four months in, and who else is going to come to do this poison chalice if we was to sack him tomorrow for whatever particular reason? There'd be no quality manager be mad enough to come in and do this. And one of the things <laughs> we to say about him particularly as well is he was brought in with this um, reputation of working well with youth and integrating uh, sort of younger players. And that's great because we've got a lot of young players. But the problem is he usually has a senior squad in the first place, and he's talking about bringing in two or three younger players rather than the whole sort of lit of them. I mm-hmm. uh, equate it to he's a very good babysitter who's suddenly now been made matron of a nursery, you know, mm-hmm. with 30 kids. And it's like, that's not the same job. Uh, and you can't expect him to be brilliant sort of doing that. So uh, I've, I've got a lot of sympathy for his situation as a whole. Um, and I'm most definitely at this stage, at least, not to potch out. But uh, back to the answer to the question, yes, I think we have to give him credit uh, for making that change.
0: Yeah, and I think um the other thing, of course, is that he's now also making or has subsequent to the the, the summer window shutting, he made all of the right noises as far as I'm concerned, yeah. about saying I need to be more involved. You know, I think he I think he as much as anybody was, you know, as much as any fan would, would was would have been pissed off about our inability to sign another striker. Um while all these um wingers kept coming in. So yeah, I, I mean I I, I say I think we said last week that nobody, nobody we really wanted to give too much time was saying Poch out, but um, hopefully it would have uh, silenced people a little bit, and hopefully mm. uh, uh, the Newcastle game will, will do likewise. I mean, um, the first, the first goal, uh, it really was a smashing goal. It was a very, very patient build up, started by um, Tiago Silva, sort of diving in and, and intercepting a ball. Quite high out the pitch, probably in the middle third of the pitch, but certainly in well into Sheffield United's half. Um, And then we moved it around with pace. We moved the ball around <coughs> with pace, and you know they did. They had absolutely no answer to it, and it was a great finish by Palmer. Why aren't we doing that more often?
2: <laughs> I don't know, <laughs> <Oz Potch. laughs> I, mean, well, I don't know, deep. but
0: it, you know, is it? And this is the thing. I'm not sure. Is that something? I mean, surely you're not having to say to players, "One touch and pass, one touch and pass, get into space."
1: Surely it's yeah, not do. like half the training drills footballers do uh, and all that. But yeah. I mean, and that might be also a reason why he often seems to be cutting quite a frustrated figure on the sideline. Um, it's I mean, as we we're saying earlier on. We should be playing with pace against low block teams. Not only mm. just moving it forward, but also trying to, even if we're going left to right, yeah. play that with pace because you stretch them yeah, one way the and hopefully Absolutely. find a bit of space. Mm. So it was. It was then when um, the goal goes in because so we played the ball around with a bit of pace. It's like shouldn't need to be a eureka moment, but <laughs> fingers crossed the the lads learn from it and and maybe then start going. You know, he goes in Monday morning to see. This is what I've been saying. This is what you've got to be doing. And <laughs> pick up on it. Who knows.
0: I mean uh, the, the second goal by by contrast was well bizarre frankly I mean um, were, you, were you surprised it stood Mooch because I mean I we I was standing in, uh in the Matthew Harding with a few mates going yeah no he's he's gonna he's not he's not gonna give that you know well, that's going to be very, very hard. it was yeah. a, it was a weird comment <laughs> and then you know should we have had a penalty should it have been an offside I don't know but anyway yeah no it, it
2: was it was it was a bit strange um, and it, it was just that sort of no man's land of, do we not? It's horrible. Um, <laughs> but, but it counted, it was a weird goal. It was comedy of errors really, <laughs> you know? And, um, and then Jackson put it away. One touch. <laughs>
1: <laughs> deadly finishing. Much, yeah. Brozier missed a chance. It was just as close. So Jackson, give him props.
2: And I think um, Sterling could have probably had a third, uh, like or could have could have got us the third as well. I think were, he was through on goal, bit unlucky. Sort of tried to not make the keeper. So I think I think we could have scored more, but yeah. um, but once we but it's just that it's breaking the seal. You know, it's it's getting yeah. that that first. I mean,
0: there were a couple talking about those long balls, Jack. There were a couple of what. There's the one you alluded to there, Mooch, That was a tremendous ball. That was Thiago Silva as well, I think. And there was a lovely long pass from uh, Caicedo, Uh, Earlier in the game, and I'm trying to remember who that went through to. Um, That might have been that might have been Sterling as well. But anyway, you know. But even then, as I say, okay, you don't just want to necessarily lump it forward all the time. But when the players are making the right runs, we have the we have those passes in our armory, don't we?
2: I'm Alex Rodriguez,
0: and I'm Jason Kelly from Bloomberg. This is the Deal. Each week, you'll hear
2: us in conversation with business icons. This show will explore deal-making across sports, media, and entertainment.
0: That is a harsh lesson in business. Sports is not uh, as simple as bringing a bunch of big names together. I didn't
2: want to do another stomp you out speech. It
0: opened up so many more doors. The show
2: is called The The Deal. Deal. Listen to The Deal. Listen to The Deal on Spotify.
1: Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it?
2: I, it's fucking lump it. I couldn't give a fuck. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, it's, it's, a, a, f- it's, a, it's hmm. a scything through ball. That's what I want to see. You know, if yeah. if if, it, if it's Jackson Sterling, someone on the end of it, and you know. We get that that um, Gary Neville ah! moment. <laughs> I don't care at this point of the season.
0: No, to be fair, there was a. I mean, probably more than there has been even for the whole of the rest of the season. The number of times you heard people going "shoot" <laughs> <laughs> on Saturday was. Uh, yeah, it was a bit like, "Come on, lads, come on, put yeah. one in and go at least." Anyway, we got there. Um, yeah. I mean, we had a, a, a the from the beginning of that half to about five or ten minutes after the second goal. I thought we played really well. We did look really threatening. As you say, we should have had a a couple more. And then the the game sort of slightly meandered to a close. Um, Jack, were you surprised that, given all that, I mean, we looked absolutely
1: under no threat whatsoever, but were you surprised that Nkunku didn't get a run out or do you think that was a good decision? I think... um... I, I was very much expecting to see him. I, as soon as we went to up, I said he's coming on on 70 minutes. He'll, he'll get sort of 20, 25 minutes to uh, to play. So I was surprised that he didn't go with that. But on the other hand, he knows the players best. He, he's probably looking at what keeps happening with James uh, and probably thought, you know what? turner up it does he doesn't need to play let's keep him an extra couple of days rest uh, a bit more recovery and and balance obviously that up against we've got to start giving him minutes at some point so that he gets settled mm-hmm. into the league and can hopefully start delivering in terms of um uh, uh sort of upfront and actual sort yeah. of goals um and I uh, just think I was thinking when I was looking at the notes for this and what I, I'd said to you a couple of weeks back that Again, a lot of people online seem to thinking the minute Unconquer comes back, you know, we're going to be in 50 goals each game. It's going to be brilliant. We're going to be. I, I said, I think I don't think he's he, I think he's a very good footballer and he's probably going to get chip in with assists as well. But I don't think he's going to be a 2025 a season goal machine. And I said to you, I think he's a bit more good Johnson than Hasselbank, uh, to which is a bloody odd oh, at that at the moment, which yeah. I think we all would. Um, so I still think there's, you know, potentially room for a number nine I see him as a sort of what do they you know, like say nine and a half or a 10 type thing He can do sort of both but he, you know he's probably a bit better as a 10 so then you're saying about dropping people um from midfield and sort of the forward roles once he comes back that's another space gone as it were because clearly yeah. he's going to have to be the main man because he looks like probably the only one who's going to be out to put it in with any regularity up front even if i'm saying he's not going to be sort of 20s odd but um yeah so uh a, a bit surprised he didn't uh, get some minutes but it's probably best decision to sort of nurse him in gently yeah
0: I mean it doesn't it certainly doesn't work too well for Jackson if he does come back and get the ground running um mm. because you know you would at the moment given the way the team is playing and given uh that um formation that we're playing you know there is only one room for one kind of what they call an out an out striker. Yeah, uh, but I
2: think also Jackson can play play out wide. You know, and I think that's uh, another option that we could have mm. with him in the t- with the team. You know, with Virel, He was he was playing a lot of the season out wide, and if if Mudrick's not cutting it and you know running around and and doing a lot but not doing a lot, <laughs> then <laughs> then then we need to have players to, to to rotate. And you know, we've been really unlucky with injuries this season. And oh, it's, God. It's, we'll, you we'll know, come back to that. Mm. <laughs> it's 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 not unheard of that, you know, Sterling or, or, or Palmer or, or one of these other forwards gets an injury. Sure. And I think we could see Jackson maybe not in that pressure number nine go- a spot to get goals.
0: Sure. Yeah, which could be the making of him, of course. Um, or it could certainly get a lot of people off his back if he's not kind of like the, you know well, you know, if he's not the main, you know, he, he needs to shine in other ways. But if he's not, if we're not looking at him and thinking, why aren't you scoring every game? Or, you know, why are you missing chances every game, then maybe a roll slightly off the main striker or on, or a bit wider would would uh, get, take the pressure off him a little bit. But you touched on Mudrik. I mean, just briefly, we do tend to talk about him quite a lot in here. And, you know, I, I said to you, didn't I, by, by message on Saturday, I so want him to do well. And actually, looking back at the game, um, he had moments of where, you know, he was moments where you really saw that he's got a bit of quality about, Not, I mean, not least, he's absolutely blistering pace, going past people a couple of times. But, you know, in the second half, even, there were a few really nice little layoffs, turning and, turn and lay, laying the ball off back into the centre of the pitch. Um, obviously, there isn't as much end product as we like from him yet. There tends to be in every game as much bad as there is good. How long do we think he gets? I mean, uh, do, we, do we see him starting against Newcastle,
1: for example? I think you'll probably see Midwarky, uh starting over in for Newcastle because he needs... Um, oh, but is, he back from, is, is he, he back from injury? No, I'm not sure. Oh, I'm okay. not,
0: not sure. Um, oh, God, the injury thing. I, so we must <laughs> talk about that in a minute as well because, I mean, well, I mean that just seems to be... You know, it's just like... Some, you just think, what have we done with these players? Because, hmm. you know, they, when you're told, originally told oh, it could be six weeks and then they're out for like... You know, they've been out for two, two and a half months. Anyway, um, <laughs> but, but 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 mudrick is... You know, there's flashes of brilliance. What I suppose I'm saying is, do we do you think we have? Do we think we have time? Do we think we can afford him the time to play himself into being the player that we know he can become? I mean, but, he's very young. Again.
2: Yeah, I think we do because uh, unless we win tomorrow, the season's fucked. So, like, <laughs> so you know, as long as we don't get relegated, then then we'll be, you know we'll play. Welcome once again play. to the optimistic podcast, <laughs> ladies and gentlemen. Well, no, I mean it's I, I, I think if, I think we'll if I think we'll do well tomorrow. I think we'll if we get past, then we've got a, a real chance at, at, at winning something in in Poch's first season here, which I think is really important. Mm. Uh, and and you know. It, it, even though it's the League Cup, it's it it's okay, cool. It buys time. It is silverware. It is it is it is a tick, uh, and and the players have have got something that you know they can they can celebrate. <laughs>
0: oh, it would be massive. I mean, um,
2: it it would be disastrous
0: for me because I put my holiday starting on the twentieth of February. So, <laughs> but you know, not that I wouldn't want them to get there, of course. No, but, no, uh, but
2: but I think but I think what I'm trying to say is that like this season is. A transition season. We're not going to be in the top four. No, of course not. So um, we we need to get the players playing. Um, uh, get the players we want to see develop playing. Yeah. And that's my sort of opinion on it. And I think I yeah, think we, we, we will see more of Modric. We'll, we'll we'll give him uh, the time to to really sort of uh, uh, let loose in the prem, and yeah, hopefully have a, a better player next year.
1: As much as anything else, it's not like anybody else is really staking a claim to that position, is it? So he's quite lucky in that regard that there isn't somebody every time he doesn't play, they come on and play an absolute stormer. And it feels like we're trying to crowbar him in because we paid a load of money for him.
0: But the thing is, there are so many players who are sort of central or central midfield or outright, And we mm. know that Sterling can go and play over on the left if he has to. And I see him being sacrificed and Raheem being put in over on the left so that we can fit in Enzo, Gallagher, Caicedo, Palmer, uh, possibly Lavia, uh, you know, Nkunku, Permany, four or five from eight, you know. So, I mean, uh, yeah, I think you're all right. I think you're both right, though. I mean, I think, uh, let's say, of course, we should be giving him time. You know, you can't just mm-hmm. be discarding a player totally. And, and there will be some rotation when players are fitter. I think there'll be some rotation and that's fine. And I think he all plays part, even if he's not necessarily in there every week. Um, but talking about um, talking about building confidence, I mean, that was actually the first time uh, I was devastated to hear that we'd won back-to-back PR games in, in over a year. Um, I mean, I, 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 there's a lot of noise about, you know, if you can't enjoy a win, what's the matter? And I did enjoy it. I did enjoy it. And especially... It was nice to get that feeling post-match and, and say not have your weekend ruined, but but of course it was only Sheffield United. And they were, as you said, Jack, one of the worst teams that we've seen in a long time here. But did we do enough, particularly in the second half, to build confidence, to build back a bit of confidence after you know recent mishaps going into this Christmas period? Are you are you feeling more confident? Did we do enough to to show
1: that we? You know, we, it might not actually just be a, a waste of a season. Um, I feel um, probably yes. I mean, as much as anything else, because you think it would have been much more devastating if we'd managed to balls it up again. Um, <laughs> and and the fact that for once we didn't. For even like you know when we went one 0 up, sort of thing, there was still a case of you still sort of felt because we've been so poor this season. One goal isn't going to be enough and against a team that's barely attacked all game, but you just thought anything can happen. So the fact that it was so comfortable, um, I'm hoping the players do take a little bit of confidence from it because they're going to need it. Um, it it's And it doesn't matter that it's just Sheffield United, which is absolutely true. Um, it's you, you've, you still can only beat what's in front of you and we finally managed to beat them. So that's uh, good enough for me.
0: Yeah. I mean, you know, we can't really complain, can we? Given that it has been so long, that we've had two home. Oh, I don't know. Row. I managed
1: to usually find time to complain. <laughs>
0: <laughs> yes, I think we probably were a bit in the pub afterwards. No. Um, there's, um, I mean, let's just touch back on the injury list as well. And say it does just seem insane to me that uh, you know that someone like so Chuck for example, we were told when he when he was out in whenever it was. Early That's to mid September, September. Wasn't it? Yeah. yeah, that he was going to be six weeks, and then we get these very cryptic comments on the um, uh, on the website, on the official website about you know there being a, a he's he's had a a setback, oh, and he's continuing he's on with his ongoing re- rehabilitation, you know, which mm-hmm. is has been pointed out elsewhere is a complete waste of time, you know, you might as well yep. not tell us anything. Yeah. Um, at Lavia, Lavia has a foot and ankle issue. It seems to have been now about six weeks that he sort of said, Oh, he's nearly there. He's nearly there. He, should, he might just take a little bit more time. Yeah. Should we be concerned about all this chaps? I mean, I I'm it's very hard to say. You know, we haven't got a crystal ball. We don't know what's going on. But, you know, this it it this it doesn't seem to get any shorter, our 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 injury list. And people never seem to be any closer. Trevor Chalaber. I mean, all right. I know he's not been part of the squad, but these these guys are not. They don't. It's 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 been like months and months for some of these guys.
2: I don't know. I don't know if it's um, if it's Potch uh, protecting the players from uh, coming in too early, and and he knows that the pressure's on, and you know you don't want to sort of uh, blood someone too early, and and you know and they're not quite ready. Or if there's other other factors, and there's a culture uh, problem at the club, or or if it's just that players are just playing too much football, and they are just getting injured a lot more often than than they were uh, five ten years ago. There, it's it's a, it's a more physical game, um, whereas you know it, it it's it's more eleven of the best athletes rather than eleven of the best footballers, and mm. you know when you're when you're you know exerting that much sort of strain on your body uh in training and on 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 the on, on the pitch on, on uh, in competitive matches that you're just going to get more and more little nicks niggles and um twinges and whatnot but i, I yeah, don't know I mean,
0: yeah i mean there's the thing as, as well that you know he is supposedly uh quite a uh um you know a hard taskmaster in training not that i don't necessarily mean to the point that people are are getting injuries because of that but that might you know there might be a little bit more there might be a little bit more um
1: uh sort of frequency to them
0: yeah i think so they're just it just well the aggravations you know the things that people coming back from things might have you know might just take a little bit longer to get back to that level of intensity let's put it that way
2: but we used to have such a great sort of physio and medical squad do you know what i mean yeah. we'd always just people would be back early it seems mm. and i don't know what's What's happened? I don't know if it yeah. was just Mourinho, uh, sorry, uh, Roman's sort of magic. I don't know some KGB sort <laughs> mm. of <laughs> horse placentas yeah, and yeah. stuff so like all that. You know, sort of stem cell shit recovery, that, yeah, yeah, some <laughs> blood spinning, <laughs> Sputnik sort of technology and shit. Like that. But 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 it seems to have gone, and we've just got the you know we've got the American health system now, which is just painful.
0: <laughs> <laughs> Having said that, um, Poch today said that he is. He, you know we could get 20 minutes of Nkunku against Newcastle which is nice um I still don't think Lavia is going to be back um how do you feel going into this um how do you feel going to this Newcastle match we um we're we're recording the day before um but you'll probably be hearing this on the day of the match um it actually seems like despite their win at the weekend it seems like quite a decent time to play them I mean I think they're probably the one club in in the Premier League who's got a, an injury list that's worse than ours, mm. uh, and they lost um, Fabian Share uh, at the weekend, and also.
1: Is um, Lachelle's uh, hmm? injured as well? I think.
0: Yeah, and um, well, Isaac didn't play. Um, who I think is a a, hmm. a a really good player plays a wicked game. <laughs> Isaac, I get it. Uh, <laughs> sorry, and. Um, uh he's uh Callum Wilson, who obviously is in, is himself a bit of a sick note, he um he played at the weekend. I don't know if what the significance was of that, but uh and of course they've lost Nick Pope and Martin Dubravka in. Um so are we feeling a bit more are we feeling like we can you know reverse what was a bit of a shambles of a fixture up
1: at uh, up in the league, up at St. James's Park? Yeah, I think with the League Cup it's always a bit hard to predict it more than any other because the amount of changes both managers tend to put into games. That said, with both teams having such big injury lists, can uh, uh, can there be the usual eight or nine changes to the weekend really be implemented? And um, I wouldn't have thought so. So, I mean, if we, I think, if we play the our strongest team we, we, that we can, injuries permitting, and all that, um, I. Th- I'd feel confident that we'd be able to do something against them at home. They look a bit leg weary because of their injury list. We've at least got more bodies uh, than them in terms of, mm-hmm. uh, 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 maybe not always necessary in terms of quality, but we seem to be, you know, a much bigger squad in terms of numbers. So I think we'd okay. hopefully be able to at least outrun them. Um, you know, and even if they keep it tight for a sort of an hour or so, that eventually they're going to get tired and we break them down and maybe ease to a, a sort of a two-nil win again or something. That uh, would work. Yeah, I think.
0: I think being at home obviously is going to make mm. a difference yeah. um we, you know we'll have had uh, a little bit more rest than Newcastle of course because of that um <clears throat> and they will be affected. there's no question they are going to be affected by losing yet another defender um I I'm I'm weirdly sort of um I'm weirdly feeling like we could nick it off them, uh, and as I say partly that is to do with the fact that I can just see us getting to the final now, just despite me, as of uh, <laughs> as I'm not going to be able to go. Uh, but um are um, you? I mean, for to, there's Nine other nil. players. <laughs> <laughs> there's other players who we who maybe you know will be coming back as well. Malagusto was obviously on the bench. And I think, although Disasi seemed for me had had a reasonable game and got forward a lot more than he had been uh, previously. What are your but
2: thoughts think... on Petrovic's Sort of his his sort of I think it's hard to draw a strong how...
1: conclusion. He didn't really get much to do, did he? To, to no. the show
2: how long is Sanchez out for?
0: What is? Well, I saw somewhere that said early January he'd be back. Uh, I think it's a, I think it's a few weeks. I mean, the games that we've got coming up, um, which will discussed in a preview show I I mean again uh, it's easy to say but they're all eminently winnable but they're games that I would have thought that um with with the possible exception of Palace and only the possible exception of Palace they're not we're not going to be playing teams who are who I feel are really likely to be peppering the goal with goals with shots I mean Luton are a big bustling you know, uh, athletic side, but they're they're not scoring a, an absolute shed ton of goals.
1: Um, be interesting to watch how, particularly Petrovic deals with them on set pieces. Yeah, they like crowding the keeper as well, and mm-hmm. so it'd be it'd be good to that'd be a good test for him, I think.
0: I mean, in that respect, obviously Sanchez is a, is a big loss. I mean, that is the one that's the one place where I think you know, on crosses, he really does <coughs> seem to dominate his box. Obviously, we all know his distribution is pretty poor, but. Um, yeah, and I'm, and and Georgie didn't get to have to make too many pressure kicks, so uh, we can't even tell if he's a, if he's an upgrade on that. But mm. I thought he had a solid game. He did everything yeah. that we that he was asked to do. Um, and uh, I hope tomorrow doesn't become um, you know a real kind of red letter day for him. I hope it isn't like a question of him of us being back to the wall and him having to you know. To sort of stand or fall his reputation to stand or fall on that game, but um, mm. it's a run of games that I don't think we should be worried about him appearing in, certainly. Um,
1: hopefully, think, eased in gently, as it were,
0: yeah, that, yeah, ish. Um, and I say tomorrow is the one sort of slight outlier mm. on that front But we'll see. Um, so, um, let's get a little preview because I say we're not going to do a preview of, of Newcastle, let's let's have an honest reflection of scores. Um Jack, what do you reckon? Do you think they are, do you think uh you could come up with a little prediction for us? What do you think it's gonna
1: be? Yeah, I'm gonna I'm gonna go with what I sort of said earlier on. I think we'll it'll probably be very tight, a bit closer than I particularly want it to be, but because of the they've got fewer bodies than us, they'll start to get tired and we'll sort of get a couple of late goals to Neil.
0: I'd be happy with that. Uh Mooch, how about you mate?
2: Um I don't think it's going to be 2-0. I think I think there will be a goal in it. I think it'll be
0: 2-1. Yeah, I mean I I'm inclined to agree but for the sake of uh, variation <laughs> I'm <coughs> going to say I'm going to say it'll be uh uh 1-0 and then uh Georgie will be the hero in the spot kicks. And we'll beat we'll beat him on pens and march on to uh, a semi-final possibly against a lower division team. Um Alright, lads, well I'll, I'll, let's bring this one to the close and um we'll speak to you all again to talk about the preview to uh the preview of the Wolves game. Uh, Jack, thanks so much for joining us. No problem. Good to have you. Uh Mooch, good to see you as ever, mate.
2: Yeah. <laughs> <laughs>
0: all right. did can sound convincing, it has to be no, so. no, <laughs> And uh no, he's. Uh, I'm doing it by rope now, he knows that. <laughs> um <laughs> Uh, and if you're going to the game tomorrow night, uh, tonight it will be by the time you hear this. Uh, enjoy it and keep the blue flag flying. All right. We'll see you soon. If you want to advertise on or sponsor this show, check us out at
2: playbackmedia.co.uk.
1: Sports Social Podcast Network.